Hi, before we start the show, I'd like to tell you about two things. First, we have a second weekly show that drops a day after this one called OK, OK, So by Sean Barton. It's a weekly rant or discussion from Sean and Sean alone. And second, we do have a Patreon page. And on it, you get the following. At the $1 level, you get this weekly show without commercials and an extra 10 to 15 minutes after our tagline. At the $3 level, you get Sean's OK, OK, So commercial free and one day before the free version, plus the weekly podcast at the $1 level. At the $5 level, you get everything at the $1 and $3 levels, plus one sketch a month. And finally, at the $10 level, you get all the lower levels, plus one more sketch per month. So you can find our Patreon page at patreon.com slash from the bunker. Thank you in advance for your support. And now on with the show. You've already done what? Shot my load. I've discussed (laughs) everything I want to talk about. Now I'm on empty. And now you push record. Record. Because if I pushed play, it wouldn't have helped. Because record matters. It does. All recording matters. I'll do my best. Look at how much better my hand looks. It looks the same week. to me, but it probably feel it probably hurts less. I actually keep banging this I poor can't little see baby. Your pain. This this little but baby finger. But I can finger. feel your pain. But my wrinkles are coming back, so <laughs> that's good. Congratulations. I didn't have wrinkles on this finger for like almost two weeks. Wait, you're not Sean. You're I can imagine how gratifying that is. It really is. You never know you like wrinkles until you get them on your fingers back. Welcome to this because week's edition of this From the finger. Bunker with Jody Hamilton and David Shaw. I noticed I don't have a mask because I tested negative twice this last week. I always consider you negative. I'm a negative Nelly. Hi. Hi, this is Jody Hamilton yammering on with uh, David Shockett. Can I just say? Yes, you can always just say. Anybody that was dumb enough to get sucked in by this go. nerd Sam Bankman Fried and his weirdo girlfriend deserves to lose everything. And how old? He looks young. I mean, you know. I know who's going to play him in the in the movie. There's this kid that I saw in the, several little TV shows. I mean, I ago. guess I know everybody's looking for the next. You know, unicorn, young unicorn. Whether Do you it's want to WeWork explain to with, people what FTX is? And Sam, I can't because it's crypto. Sorry, That's okay. I don't understand any of that blockchain. I've had people try to explain blockchain to me until my, until I have like oatmeal running out of my ears. Yeah, it's Nick like, tried to explain it to me several years ago with Bitcoin. And uh, I wish I'd bought Bitcoin when it was very little expense, and then sold it at thirty thousand, and then yes, and then got rid of it. But nobody has that kind of thing. It's I like know. what would the, what are, what would you, if you had three words to give to yourself forty IBM Apple stock Apple Corporation stock nineteen eighty two Apple. Go. Microsoft, but go. You, but I got news for you. In 1979 or 80, somebody said Apple, you would immediately think the fruit. You wouldn't know the corporate. No, I would think of the record company that had uh, the that Beatles. Had Beatles. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, this, I get the, all these older people are looking for this young, new, hip thing because nobody wants to seem like they're archaic. Like NFTs? Like a, an archaic dinosaur or whatever. And so they l- jump on somebody with a, like Elizabeth Holmes without doing the diligence. She's going the, to prison. Or for 11 years. Yep. Or this kid from WeWork. I can't think of his name, but at least that guy had some charm. I can understand getting conned by that guy. Um, but you know what? You know who's never spent one single penny on crypto? You. Warren Buffett. And True. guess what? He's worth $100 billion. So he was able to survive without wrangling one of these new fancy tech unicorns. Well, what for those of you that don't know, Sam Bankman Freed. Um, SBF, to those in the know. FTX. Uh, yeah, SBF. That was a crypto exchange that he founded that at one point was worth about $30 billion, but essentially was built on Nothing. maybe a Ponzi scheme or fraud. Right. They were using the money to fund other things, pay off debts for other companies. And he was about to testify in front of Congress today, but instead he got he arrested, was arrested in the, in, bank, the in the Bahamas. Um, uh, where their cool hipster crash pad was. Yeah, he filed for bankruptcy for FTX, which is a cryptocurrency company. Correct? Is that what it is? I don't know. Um, uh, prosecutors in New York unsealed an eight-count indictment against him, alleging fraud and conspiracy charges stemming from the misuse of billions in cryptocurrency assets. So. What Nick, Is this kid older or younger than 26, if you had to guess? He looks 30 to me. I mean, we could ask Siri. Siri, how old is FTX guy? Hey, Siri, how old is Sam Bankman Freed? Let's find. He's 30. Actually, it's in here, right there. I just read it. Alleging the 30-year-old had orchestrated a years-long fog. Got it. He lo- I just looked at his picture. I went 30, and then I scrolled down, and he's 30. I mean, it looks like he's the kid who's living in a dorm when, in his fifth he's year. He's a young-looking as 30. A, as a resident advisor. When you when you make billions of dollars before 30, you look young. You have the 
a capability of looking super young. Anyway, um, so for those of you, Nick tried to explain Bitcoin to me. Bitcoin or blockchain technology? They're basically the same because it's a blockchain. It's he said, well, it's it's a unique number. It's a closed loop, and this number matches up with this, and it's a. Uh, it's a whole the- thing, and I was like, it sounds stupid. Now. All of our currency. No, everything's going to be blockchain pretty soon. All, all internet security is going to be based on blockchain technology. That's different for security. Crypto, crypto is that's, is that's money. one application. Blockchain is is one application. The way it's applied to to cryptocurrency, right? And believe me, Bitcoin. There's there's I think there's thousands of different cryptocurrencies. Bitcoin is the most the, the popular. Famous, right. It's become synonymous with crypto, like right. you know, Frigidaire or Jello or or Coke. Xerox used to be in yes, yeah, uh, or Bear used to be just aspirin, yada yada, but um. Frigidaire. To me, to me, <laughs> this kind of currency, all currency is made up, as we know. Like if I like barter system is like With this a, is a what's collective worth. understanding amongst us all that we are going to agree that this thing has a certain value at a certain time, dictated by these external factors. Right. You know, demand, uh, interest rates, blah blah blah. Yeah, all of that. So, but to me, like NFTs, ridiculous. A friend of mine called no, me. Immediately, I was like, "What? You're going to buy this particular collection of ones and zeros? Good luck with that." Isn't it's, that basically what it is? It's You're basically buying a well, what a friend of mine told me because he called me up uh, several months ago. A friend of his was going to do this NFT stuff to raise money for LGBTQ people, and I'm like, "Okay, sure, okay." I guess explain that's a this cause. to me, and he goes, "Well, an NFT could be like, say, you go to the Louvre and you take a digital photograph of the Mona Lisa." You could sell that as an NFT. I'm like, what? That makes it's a picture. Do you know what NFT stands for? Non fungible something. Token. Very Token. good. Um, you get sixty six and two thirds percent credit. It's a guess. Anyway, um, so I was like, wait, that just sounds dumb. I'm like, if somebody creates something digitally that's unique. But the problem is, we've all been through this massive disruption of technology taking over our society, and things that had seemed dumb at one time, all of a sudden. Seem like I remember my first friend got a cell phone. I was like, I don't need one of those. Mine was in '94. It was a brick. But my my point is, it's like nobody wants to miss out. Everybody's missed out. Everybody missed out on Apple. Everybody missed out on Google. Not everybody. Not everybody, but tons of people are just wishing if they could go back in time. That's what I do. And nobody wants to miss out on this thing that might be the next earthquake in our society. He told me he goes, if you take a picture of a Barry Bonds baseball card, that's an NFT, and I'm like. But the baseball yeah, but it'll card. Yeah, but worth nothing. I mean, there, there's certain things that imbue them with value. Some of it's authorship. Some of it's the person that's putting it forward. Some of it's some certain changes they might have made. Some of it's original artwork. See, that makes sense to me. If it's original digital artwork, that's art. That's something worth something. Like that's a Banksy unique. NFT is probably worth something. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and uh, like, okay, so digital wise, CGI cartoons. By the that's way, folks, art. this uh, technology hour is being presented to you by two people that know absolutely nothing about nothing it. about technology. You have no idea what I'm so trying to do right now as a really voiceover person. I'm learning how to write code right now. By the way, it's really frightening. Anyway, um, so when I heard about NFTs, I'm like. That just sounds like BS to me. I mean, people are buying this? And he goes, yeah. And I'm like, oh, they're dumb. Because it's like, I take a picture of the Mona Lisa and I sell it to you because it's my personal digital photo of a masterpiece? Like, I'll buy a print of it and hang it, sure, for $10. But an NFT- But do you even print it or is it just something that exists online? It just exists. And it's just like the weirdest thing to me. I mean, why wouldn't that be a currency just like a Bitcoin? Is it, exactly. Or Ethereum is a currency or- That's uh, what they are. Do- Doge, Dogecoin, whatever, uh, right. what's his name, was trying to manipulate the market. Um, Melania, who said, Hook Christmas, um, which I have some, I'll give you an ornament that says that. Uh, one of Stephanie's fans, thank you very much, gave me like four of them. So I will give I don't need any Melania to tchotchkes in my house. No, it's not from her. It's just, it's a Hook Christmas okay, ornament. It. It's very funny. Um, and thank you for giving me that. And I'm, I don't need four, four of them. So I'm going to give one to David and I hope you're okay with that. Anyway, um. She actually had some NFTs of something that she wore, like a photograph, a digital photograph of like a hat or a jacket or something. I'm like, not actually the jacket, not actually the hat, but a digital version of said jacket or said hat. And people were buying it. I mean, it. let's be clear. We, we ascribe value to millions of things sure. that don't have a need. I mean, you, I mean, first and foremost, look at diamonds. Yeah. 
If you, were to, if, if you really unleash, and that was like when the Soviet Union was collapsing, I think in 91, De Beers, the entire diamond world led by De Beers were in a massive panic because Russia was thinking about just unloading their diamonds into the world. Diamonds. To, uh, to make money, to, to keep from their, collapsing, everything right. from collapsing. And right. they managed to negotiate a deal where they didn't do that. But if all the diamonds that we have in possession of in the world on top of the diamond mines that we have, or at least one time, that, I mean, diamonds would be worthless. You know, it's it's well, an, it's just a it's rock. Given, it's given artificial. But my point is, tons of it things have artificial pretty. value. Now, gold is different. Now, gold there's only a limited amount of it. It's something that people like and enjoy. Oil having. is limited in its amount. I think you know there's a few hundred trillion barrels left. But let's um, not get them. Leave we, them where they are. No, we don't need them now. It's a completely different conversation. But you know, it's it's a finite the, the, resource. The, the, the fact that NFTs. Caught the imagination of so many people isn't shocking to me. No. Less, there are less surprising things that have happened in the world than than that. You know, especially with my limited understanding of the digital world. I have a very analog brain. That's probably why I, I write and I Paper. don't do math. I mean, I do math pretty well, but I don't do math like you would need to do math to understand these things. It takes me a long time to figure out computer stuff. I'm at the point in my life where I don't want any more learning curves. You it's don't like, have to learn. I'm done. No, you like, should see what I'm Like, I remember when I was in college, I would speak, you know, you go to the library, you, jam, you cram for an exam, you'd spend two, three, four, five hours reading books and highlighting and studying and making notes. I couldn't sit in front of a textbook for 10 minutes now. Your, your brain just doesn't work that way. No, and you haven't done it in a while, and that's a whole different... I feel different... like I know enough people who know enough technology that if I have a question, they'll just tell me. Mm-hmm. No, I'm having to ask questions on this job that, that Lonnie and I got, and we're basically doing a VO for uh, a company that is doing training for um, deaf and hard of hearing people. But it's all, there's a lot of code talk. Come again? For deaf and hard of hearing that want to code, that want to do computer coding. I was hoping you'd say it much louder. <laughs> um, and, Our uh, top story tonight. <laughs> but it's it's a lot of code talk. Do you remember that reference? I do. It's Garrett Morris. I do remember that. <laughs> and now for the hard of hearing. And now, ah, <laughs> um, but... But it's it's literally it's a training video for people that are deaf or hard of hearing, so that's why we have to vocalize it as well. They have signers and then it's sure. closed captioning, because not a lot of people that are hard of hearing know sign language, so you know the, the close and so you can voice it too. So we're learning like there's like all these symbols, and it's like okay, how do I say that? Like this is how I would say that. Is that correct? You know, because they're giving us code, and sure. I'm like I didn't. Nah, 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 nah. So I'm learning a lot of coding right now, and okay. it's weird and creepy um, at, at my tender old age of 55. Um, but yeah, I mean, this FTX guy, he's going to girl. Put some respect on that name, Sam Bankman-Fried. I want to make sure both Mr. his father and his mother, whose names are clearly aggrandized in his yes. moniker, get the appropriate amount of credit for unleashing this cretin on the world. The FTX also created its own token called FTT. Just letting you know it's in Who there. Who did? FTX created okay. its own whatever. Cryptocurrency. It's whatever. Own um, unit of cryptocurrency called they, FTT. Got it. They issued millions of these tokens. They traded as high as $80, but they lost most of their value like Bitcoin did. Um, it shifted incoming money from investors to take loans for its partner firm, Alameda Research. So it was fraud. He was just made offing. Ponzi-ing. I mean, you know, you don't know what his original intention was. A it was lot of times, probably a good get intention. This, I don't think I don't think Bernie Madoff's was. No, his was definitely not. Here's a question for anybody that knows anything about finance. There, over the years, you're getting statements from Bernie Madoff, right? And it's showing, and basically, these are you literally, think, yeah, these are literally fabricated. Kevin statements. Bacon and his wife were part of that. They got Show, ripped off big time. Oh, by the way, about 95% of that money has been clawed back. Thank God. They hired two. I saw in 60 minutes, they hired these two brilliant forensic accountants, and they've, they've got most of the money back. Good. Although at the time, it had to be horrifying if you're 69, 70, 71 years old. And there goes your and money. all your money is gone. Your three, four, five million dollars that you were going to retire on. You made 10, Ponzi look like nothing. And you're moving in with your kids. Yeah. Um, but I forgot even what I was going to uh, say. Madoff and um, uh, scamming people. If you're Bernie Madoff and you're looking at the statements. Oh, yeah. That, thank you. And if you're looking at the statements, you know, you have realized the gains and losses. He sold it some stuff. He great. made some money and everything. But the point is, if you had realized gains in a year, fictional, that you had to pay taxes yeah. on, you might have been paying taxes on, on fictional capital, money. Gain, capital gains taxes for 20 years. Do you get that money back? Nope. And how do you get it back? No, you're not going to get it back. I mean, you can try to get it back from the IRS, but I doubt it. I mean, he was arrested and I mean, convicted. there are people that have probably paid millions of dollars in capital gains tax yeah. on realized gains, whether it's long-term or short-term gains. 
and that you, on money that didn't exist, on yeah. profits that didn't exist, except on you know the on ink, the ink on the uh, on the their their statements every month. There was a uh, mini series I started to watch about a woman in Australia who did the same sort of thing um, with friends and relatives initially, and then after that. And it's inter- it's very Madoffy. And Pon- I mean, Mr. Ponzi looks like nothing compared to Bernie Madoff. Mm-hmm. He ripped off such little amount. And the problem is, this guy was such a remarkably respectable, dignified yes. guy. And, and it was just like, you would be lucky if that guy would pay attention to you or, or you would, he'd allow you right. to have him handle your right. finances. You lucky dog. Um, Hi, kitty. Did you need something? All right. You're done with the heat. What? You want to come up here? People aren't paying to listen to a cat joke. They're paying know, to listen to something much less interesting. I know. I'm, much less, I'm so less interesting so than the cat. keep your head in the game. I'm trying to. Today's been a day, by the way. I've done a radio show, another podcast, this podcast, way, and Mike I'm trying Leach, to translate stuff. The, the coach of Mississippi State's name is Mike Leach. Died he, last night. I heard. At 61 years of age. And he was one of the last really true characters in American sports. Such a unique guy and a brilliant football mind. And it's a really, really terrible loss. And, you know... it. He's the kind of guy where I'd like to say attention must be paid because you should look, go to YouTube and listen to this guy. He's just an incredibly interesting and bizarre and fascinating guy. Um, and uh, I, I guess he had a heart problem and they weren't able to fix it and mm, went, that's down, young. went downhill pretty fast. That's young. My dad was 62, so that's young. But not like a Bobby Knight. Like those guys aren't allowed to exist anymore. And in some ways, I like a society where weirdos are allowed to exist. Like, you know, there's no Jimmy the Greeks anymore. Howard Cosell, who I... And adore, and either you loved him or hated him. There's no room on a he network television. He announced when John Lennon died. So yes, I was listening to it, but there's no room. And he was a, a huge guy in breaking the color barrier. He was, he was a close friend of Muhammad Ali. But he Ali. made a bad choice. No, you're, t- you're thinking about Jimmy the Greek. No, Howard Cosell watched those monkeys run. No, 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 dude. It's like even the pe- even the people that knew him knew. Of course not. Like his his is a guy with grandchildren jumping around like little monkeys in his house. Yeah, like that's how he thought. That wasn't even a thought in his head. I know it wasn't. I know it wasn't. Um, but it came off that. To, those to people that know. didn't know how they it goes out better. Know, yes. But my point is, I feel like the kind of media spaces that exist now, characters like Howard Cosell, and forgetting the monkeys comment, right. um, they, they want every, everything is almost out of the same kind of, you know, printing press, the same machine, the same mold. And it's just like, even though Bobby Knight wouldn't last five seconds in the world right now. God, no. Uh, and rightfully so, or Marge Shot, if you remember her Oh, from my the God, Reds. yeah. But I felt like we lived in a more colorful world when people like that just existed. Even if we were making mock of them, even if we were saying, oh, my God, did you hear what Marge Shot said? I just felt like it made life more interesting when there were more characters in the world, and I feel like there's less space. Some of the characters were fantastic, like Howard, and some of them were less so, like Bobby, Bobby Knight, Knight or Marge. Yeah, right. But it's just like I remember watching the Out Campanis interview on Nightline with Ted. They don't have the uh, necessities to coach the big league, and Ted Koppel's like thinking about it. It's like, dude, did you hear what you just said? And it's like. What, well, what do you mean by that? Can you clarify that? Because when, when he first well, said Well, then you it, have your Ted Koppels that are no longer around either. Who's great, by the way. Great, great. The thing about uh, Campanis, when he said that, I thought he immediately meant, well, not, not, not enough of them are managing college baseball. Or not enough of them are, you know, in the minor leagues working their way up in the organization. They didn't have the, the necessities right. of the kind of experience you need to get to the major leagues. But you need to manage in double A AA or triple A and things like that. And clearly, he meant he thought they were too dumb. Yep. You know, it's like, bro, he just threw you a lifeline to clarify that idiotic statement. And uh, he didn't do it. And that was it. It was over. And Campanis was like a, a legendary name in baseball. You got to watch what you're saying sometimes. But you know, there's, Inner there's, voice. No, but there's a, there's a, but you know, and then there's a million people ready to take that job because it's not that hard. According to me. According to you. I don't know how to do that job. You saw Moneyball, right? Yeah. Great movie. Anyway, if you haven't seen Moneyball, I, I, even if you're not a baseball fan, which I am not. Uh, I used to be. It's fantastic. I got to meet Tommy Lasorda. How about Tommy Lasorda? What a guy, that Tommy Lasorda. When I was like 10. In fact, Vin Scully was a friend of my dad's. And my Dodger jacket that mm-hmm. I had, I got it when I was 10 or 11, so it was little. Vin Scully gave it to my dad to give to me. Ah, oh, very nice. Tommy was Lasorda very... is quite a character, too. He was. And by the way, behind closed doors, much more like Earl Weaver than your, your nice grandfather. Yes. Like a, like a sailor. Yes. No, you would say a sailor had a mouth like Tommy Lasorda. There you go. He had the <laughs> mouth they took it upon but themselves. Won a couple World Series and, uh, you know, 
managed some great teams and some great players. And, you know, he's, again, a character of the game. Yes. I can't think of one. I, I don't think I could name a, ma- a major league manager right now. There's the one guy, Madden, who's great for Tampa Bay. He's kind of a... Is he related to the other Madden? No, not John Madden, who's another fantastic, beautiful, lovable character. Who you? And what's his face with the hat? Um... Joe Madden. He managed Tampa Bay Rays, and he went no, to I'm Chicago. Thinking, no, no, no. I'm thinking of Green Bay Packers. The trophy is named after oh, him. Oh, Vince Lombardi. There you go. By the way, he was hated by his players. Great yeah. coach. Not like they pissed him off. They actively disliked him. Well, he was a badass. Yes. There's and a trophy named, named after him. Named a trophy after him. <laughs> he wore the hat. And Gene Hackman played him sort of in the replacements. He had the hat and the glasses and everything. Because there was a one-man show, a popular one-man show. I think it was called Lombardi. I don't know the actor that played him, but it was supposedly fantastic. It wasn't Sorry that. It was a it. kind of a ripoff of Lombardi, but he had sure. the hat and the glasses. Anyway, um, so anything back to politics. The, I thought we were going to White Lotus, but go ahead. We'll go politics. We'll, go, we'll, do, we'll do White Lotus on the Patreon. Okay. And if you have not seen Sunday's White Lotus and you're a Patreon Subscriber, wait until you've seen White Lotus before listening to the Patreon section. See, that's a public service. At this point, what is it? Tuesday? It was on Sunday. I mean, it's like it's like you know, it's like recording the Super Bowl and then hoping you can go two days without finding out who won. Oh, I just won't listen to TV. It's like, bro, you're going to find out who won the Super Bowl if it's going to take you two days to watch it. True, but this is different. You're going to find out who died. Yes, well, we always know somebody died because of the beginning of the show. Yeah, but I just uh, self-censored the name. I'm glad you, you did. Names. What? No, you didn't. Um, so, Oath Keepers. Um, so oh, I forgot to renew my membership. I get keep, again, they keep sending me the thing, again, and I got, the, I got the red notice. You got like, the thing? Like, dude, you're going to cancel like, my membership. Like and I'm going to have to go through the whole initiation again. again. And I have to beat up a person of color or a gay person with a board or a pipe right? or whatever you have to do to get into that gang. Right? Okay, so uh, Elmer Stewart Rhodes, as Glenn Kirshner likes to say, because his first name is Elmer. Uh, he was convicted of seditious conspiracy, by the way, which is a I'm very... I'm a big fan of, go- of identifying people, even loathsome people like uh, Nikki Haley, like some people sometimes Nikrita or whatever. Yeah, that's her real name, yeah. It's like, don't dead name people. It's Even if you don't like people, people are entitled to the innate dignity of being like remember when people used to say barack hussein obama what do you mean dude i'm just calling him his that's just his name he it's doesn't like, have a problem with hussein by the way uh it's his middle name but people do that to intentionally otherize him yeah but Stuart rhodes deserves it because he's a douche and a criminal yeah and a traitor yeah and convicted uh-huh so elmer deserves it and he shot his own eye out so there's that oh he was responsible uh-huh. for that yeah. got it he shot his own eye out nothing a little more heroic or noble yeah um, so, and he's a lawyer, not a good one. Cause he testified, obviously not a good lawyer. Well, I, I think he might be a good lawyer cause he went to Yale law school. No, he's not a good lawyer. He might've gone to a good law school. I think his narcissism might've overwhelmed his legal acumen. Maybe. But anyway, he was convicted of seditious conspiracy for trying to overturn the election, but a leak of the Oath Keepers membership list has revealed that at least 300 of the Oath Keepers are, have infiltrated the federal law enforcement, including, and Project on Government but Oversight. But not limited to. Including, but not limited to the Department of Homeland Security, which includes <gasps> Secret Service. When did they take Secret Service from Treasury, from out under Treasury to Homeland Security? I think under W. Got it. Because that's when we created the stupid name Homeland Security, because that just the, reminds Like the Homeland. That's so, like, German, authoritarian. Yeah. So Nazi. Um, I never liked the name. I still don't well, like the name. Well, that was around name. the time the Patriot Act was put into place and we were, it was right was after 9-11. America. Yeah. yeah. It was just, it's a bad, and it's a, it's a redundant cabinet position. It's a redundant everything. Anyway, um, uh, more than a decade of recruitment has led the group to collect at least 306 members who have described themselves as current or former employees of DHS. Um, Don't we have Mark Meadows getting like a text from a sitting U.S. member of Congress? 34 sitting members of Congress in those texts. Marshall, M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L. We'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about it. Oh, got it. Um, Oh, is that a spoiler? Sorry, dude. It's okay. DHS agencies, including U.S. Customs and Immigration, Transportation, Secret Service, at least 300 people were or are currently Oath Keepers that were or are currently in these You have to wonder what that positions. information flow is like then. They're getting it. 
I mean, obviously, the Secret Service deleted all those text messages on purpose, clearly. Those people did. Oh, it was did. a mistake while we were refurbishing our devices. Yeah, bullshit. It was on purpose, obviously, because that's not how you keep government records. Think how bad it must have been if you were willing to withstand an obstruction of justice charge, which is a federal crime. I'll take the obstruction of justice charge over what you're going to find out about what I said on my text messages. No, no it's that kooky. Which was 10 times worse. Yes. And that's the same thing, which we will now lead into your segue of the Mark Meadows texts. We got some of his text messages, but not all of them. And when at points he said, talk to me on Signal, which is an encrypted messaging like WhatsApp, that's a little incriminating, don't you think? I think it's a lot incriminating. Um, so I'm Jim, a government employee on government time saying something that I don't want as part of the public record. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Jim Jordan, uh, Mr. I don't wear a jacket. At work. Um, when the, is this George Clooney Ohio State wrestling documentary going to come out? They've been promising us this for since October. I think what happened was they announced that they were shooting it in September of this year. Oh, and we all could, thought it was coming could. out in October. Oh, I thought the HBO was scheduling it for release. No, I think they started, they, they financed it and it was ready also, to Also, it would be shoot. nice to, after, the, after the election so it doesn't look like a hit piece. Also true. And it probably doesn't focus, and if they're smart, they're not going to focus it on him. He's just going to be one 10-minute ugly component of a 110-minute documentary. Right. So Jim wrote this. He was one of 34 Republican members of Congress communicating with Mark Meadows during the insurrection. Uh, He wrote, Vice President Mike Pence, as president of the Senate, should call out all electoral votes that he believes are unconstitutional as no electoral votes at all in accordance with guidance from founding father... My cousin, Alexander Hamilton, and judicial precedents. Um, my cousin would be against that. I hate to say this about Jim Jordan, but he has one incredibly impressive personal quality. Which is? Athletically. I don't know oh, if you as, understand. As a wrestler? Not just a wrestler. Sure, whatever. He's from Ohio, which is a huge wrestling state, by the way. Like Iowa, like the, the home of Dan Gable. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm not mistaken, he was a four-time Ohio State undefeated wrestling champion. No, that's hard to do. Went to Ohio State on scholarship and then was a two-time NCAA champion in his weight division. It's it's astonishing how good you have to be at something to have that be in your athletic CV. No, I, I agree. I mean, um, when I went to... Uh, it's, it's superhuman. When I went to one of the high schools I went to, because I went to four, um, the one for my junior year, we had a wrestling team. Um, and a friend of mine uh, was on the team, and I watched those matches, and it's not easy to do that sport. And these were, you know, like, I wouldn't call them featherweights, but they were skinny little surfer dudes. Um, so it's 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 a tough sport. Um, and then when we talk about, like, WWE and that, that's different. Those are gymnasts and stunt people. It's also... It's also athletic. No, some of, some of them are wrestlers. I mean, they're, they're, they're also wrestlers. But I mean, this is this when you watch professional wrestling <laughs> versus Olympic wrestling, they're two vastly different sports. Obviously, um, well, and one, one is performance art, and one is one is performance, athletics. and one is scripted. But those are enorm- like like Cirque du Soleil. They're enormously talented athletes. You can't they do the things they do. No, I met the original Glow Girls. Okay, I watched the first season of that. It was very good. The Glamour Ladies of Wrestling show, I think it was on Netflix. Yes. Mark Maron was in it. I literally met uh, the the lady uh, who was the arch enemy, the big lady. She died a couple of years ago. Um, I met them because we all did the vagina monologues together. And, like, these are the original Glow Girls. Mm -hmm. And... Is that 90s, mid-90s? When did that start? Late eighties, early nineties, okay. because if you look at the outfits, you know the height. Sure. Um, and I think headbands and leg warmers, so eighties. And the fluorescent 90s. colors. Yeah, eighties, nineties. And these women, by the way, were the nicest human beings. And and why wouldn't they be? And even you know the bad girl, you mm-hmm. know the one that they all hated, nicest woman. And she passed away a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Lovely lady. She was in a wheelchair when I met her because sure. of what she did to herself as a glow girl. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's painful on one's body. As athletic as they were, I mean, these women are now in their 50s and 60s. Um, so, and they all loved each other, and it was just so nice. And I'm like, oh, the Glow Girls. And they're like, yes, we're, they were part of the um, 
that Netflix series, they were consultants on it to make sure that they did the right things for them. And, you know, because they weren't sexy girls. Like the wrestlers now, the ladies, they're like in bikini tops and they were in like outfits that were covered. I mean, they were still sexy, but what they, these women have to wear now and still be athletes and do what they're doing. Because these are stunt people and gymnasts. Sure. I mean, these are amazing. Like all, like all the people that are going to Cirque du Soleil are people that were former Olympic gymnasts and not even all of them make it. Exactly. I mean, and, and I remember Andy, remember Andy Kaufman making fun of wrestling and then he apparently broke his neck and saying it's fake. It's like, no, it's not fake. It's real. No, it's, he understood. I mean, his, that, well, his know, whole he, bit. Well, yeah, it was, it was, his life was a piece was of it performance Roddy art. Piper that he messed with? No, it was Jerry Lawler. There you go. Um, who I don't think was, who I think didn't like he did not. Andy Kaufman, but I think afterwards, once he realized, he realized it was cool to be in on the joke. Yeah. So all of a sudden he's totally embraced it. And like, you know, they were friends and da, 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 da. But I think when he smacked him out of the chair in the he Letterman meant it. show, he meant it. That was for real. I, I agree with you. And it's like, it's like, okay. When you say professional wrestling isn't real, it's choreographed. It's not competitive. It's choreographed. And it's still actually dangerous. human beings existing in space and time. They are just not competing. Right. And it's it's Don't doesn't our audience know that? I'd be I shocked if so. they don't. But it's still dangerous. I mean, even though it's choreographed. Oh, I would say it's more dangerous than real wrestling. Than Roman Greco wrestling. Yes. Substantially it's, more dangerous. It's I mean, watching what's not more pe- dangerous than MMA. True. That's like Which by dumb. the way, I think the reason that MMA exists, one of the things is um you know, there are lots of if you were a high school athlete and you played uh, basketball, there, even if you don't make it to the NBA, there's the D League, there's Canada, Greece has a league, Israel's a league, Europe. There are tons of there's lots of places in the world to go Ireland. play basketball. Lots of places in the world to go play baseball. Right. You know, the, not a ton, but you can play in the CFL if it's football. Right. Um, this gave people that were fantastic, talented wrestlers and because if and you boxers were, for, you know, to an extent, not, not really boxers. They have their they already have a sport. Um, but if you were a wrestler in college, when you graduated, your career, athletic career was over. There was nothing. Absolutely. And now this is a chance for hundreds, if not thousands, of, of people that were great high school, college Division One athletes to be able to pursue their sport after college. And basically, you just can't kick anybody in the nether regions, but anywhere above your waist and below your nuts. <laughs> uh, I think you can kick them anywhere. <gasps> you can't punch them anywhere. You can kick him in the nuts. I, I just don't think it's easy to get a kick to the nuts. These guys are very quick. You can't kick somebody in the head you when they are on the when, when they're they have, on the ground when they have at least one knee on the ground. That's they good. change rules. So I remember watching MMA, uh, the, uh, the first UFC, the first Ultimate Fighting Championship, the one with Hoist Gracie and Dan Severn and the, those guys. And uh, I was watching with a buddy of mine, and I'm like, we were like, just kind of figure out. Wait a minute, is this real or not? There was like a 500 pound sumo wrestler, you know, and fighting a Savate fighter, then a guy. A light heavyweight who was in there with like one glove and one hand free, who got taken down and the fight was over in five seconds. But we saw a Savate fighter fighting a 600 pound sumo wrestler. And within the first 30 seconds, the guy, the sumo wrestler, kind of lost his balance and the Savate That's fighter it. kicked him in the face. And we saw a tooth fly out of his <gasps> mouth. And we both looked at each other like, oh, this is real. <laughs> you, can, you can still find it on YouTube. But the tooth shoots out of his mouth and that fight was over pretty quickly. But, uh, they have since then because, you know, you in order to set up any kind of combat sport, you know, you have a, uh, a, a boxing commission. You have a commission that they call it the boxing commission, but I think it's an athletic commission that oversees any of these these types of um, athletic competitions. And you have to get signed off by the boxing commission. Like sometimes if a fighter has been injured too badly or he doesn't pass a neurological exam, the, the boxing commission will not authorize right? them to fight. Um, so... As odious of a figure as uh, Dana White seems to be, I've met him personally, but he, he seems like just a horrible person. Um, he was very smart. He identified this as a thing that the American public would like, and he got some investors together and bought out. I think bought out the Hoist, the either I think it was Hoist Gracie and the Gracie family, which is a legendary oh, Brazilian yeah. jiu-jitsu family, and um, they cleaned it up. They put some rules in place. Not so many rules that it would be so antiseptic that people wouldn't, wouldn't want to watch it because it's still incredibly uh, intense, violent, for lack of a better word. I would say of all the sports, and there are lots of women's sports I enjoy watching. I enjoy watching women's tennis, gymnastics. Um, ice skating. Yeah, ice skating, of course. Um, mostly Olympic track events. Oh, yeah. Um, 
women's soccer I like. The only women's sport that is comparable to or perhaps better, more entertaining to watch on a, on a consistent basis might be women's MMA. Because I don't know if you've followed women's combat sports, but in the 80s, it was like foxy boxing. Two girls slapping at each yeah, other with their stupid. hands forward, like with their gloves, like silliness. But about 15 or 20 years ago, real athletes, no, world-class athletes she was went into the sport. So if you watch them fight, the, you watch them kick, you watch them strike, their technique and their athleticism looks like the same as men. But they have, the most one, famous one? Well, it was Ronda Rousey. I met now her. Now it's Chris Cyborg. I met um, her. She was well, lovely. Well, it's Amanda Noons, actually, who's the champion right now. She and Rhonda, lost and then she beat. I met her at a thing that my brother hired me to be a stage manager mm-hmm. on, and I had to wrangle her from stage uh, left. She was so nice. I mean, like, the, it was an ESPN thing that we were doing, and she was, like, the nicest human being on the planet. Like, super nice and gorgeous, by the way. Like, really pretty. What are you doing? Just got a text. I was going to return, but it doesn't matter. Um my point was the it's one real thing fighting. that women don't do quite as well as men in the ring is defense. So there are haymakers in women's fight. You never see a bo- I can't remember the last time I've seen a boring MMA, women's MMA fight. You see boring men's fights all the time because they're so cagey. They don't hit each other and it's like, you know, they're just circling just each other and this, throwing yeah. in and they get on the ground. Women's fights are never boring, ever. And there's fucking huge shots. Chicks. Sorry. Chicks. Yeah. No, I mean, w- women's fights have headlined major combat cards with ma- with huge championship men's fights underneath them. It's it's the only sport in the world where I, I, other I think, than porn, I think the pay equity. Yes, they're they're and men modeling. athletes and uh, modeling porn MMA and stars. MMA. That's it. it. It's men, men are porn actors, women are porn stars. Exactly. Uh, but no, I, I don't want to compare it to pornography. I'm not a big fan of pornography. Modeling. I'm not against pornography, but... Modeling. Who wants to women watch other gets, people ride the roller coaster? Women get paid more as models than men do. Yes, but I mean, there's so few so few industries where that's the case. Very few. But uh, MMA, I would say, is the only sport where consistently, I would say, the women's version of it is more entertaining than the men's. And the men's version of it is incredibly entertaining. But I've seen boring men's fights. I've never seen a boring women's fight. You want to hear something fun? I'll be the judge of that. Okay, there was a wrestler... He died in 21. Hmm. His name was technically Joseph Hamilton, but he went by Jody Hamilton with a Y, like I do. And he was a wrestler, a professional wrestler. He was born in 38. When are you getting to the fun part? He was called Assassin Number One. Okay. Was he a tag team wrestler? No, he was like a, he was was from Missouri, St. Joseph's, Missouri. He teamed up with Tom Renesto in 61 to form the Masked Heel. That's interesting because that must have been the middle, the, the mid Atlantic. See, the thing is, the wrestling back then. See, Jim McMahon was actually, you know, he was kind of a, a PT. He was World Wrestling Entertainment. I mean, he was, he was. He was the like guy. a Dana White and a PT Barnum. Yeah. Because there were circuits. Mm-hmm. Like when I was a kid, I lived in Florida. Dusty Rhodes, yeah. the American Dream, he was a world champion. But like people in in Kentucky didn't know Dusty Rhodes. They knew who Harley Race was. Right. And in California, they didn't know who Harley Race was. They knew who Hulk Hogan was. So we had like seven or eight world quote champions. Well, I mean, he was one of the masked assassins. Okay, I remember he the masked was, assassins. He was one of them. His name was Jody Hamilton. But Vince McMahon was the one that got all, all of these of things and yeah. put it into one and Hulk turned Hogan it into this and massive them, yeah. WrestleMania and this world champion. It was brilliant. It's brilliant what he did. Also, horrible guy. Yes. But uh, maybe sometimes, you know, they talk about making the trains run on time. Occasionally, maybe you need people like that to make that sort of thing happen, especially when you're dealing with probably a lot of very, very big, strong, intense alpha males. Yeah. Unfortunately, wrestlers are treated like garbage and they're disposed of. It's one of the most popular. um, On the planet. Observe, uh, what is it called? Uh, Watched things in America. They don't have a union. They don't have a pension. And, you know, everybody's seen, everybody's seen The Wrestler. I think that's, you know, not to say that's a real-life story, but that's a real-life experience for thousands of people that try to get into the ring at one point in their lives. Absolutely. There's nothing left for you once you leave the, the ring, unless you become, you know, still called Steve Phillips or, or John Cena Rock. or The Rock. But, I mean, that, that's one in a, in a thousand. Yeah, it's like Paula Abdul becoming a star because she was a cheerleader. I mean, it's very... Or Terry Hatcher. The thing is, she's not she's not great at anything, but she was good at a lot of things. She was a good choreographer. She was a good dancer. She's a good singer. Um, I mean, she's, she doesn't have a voice like Adele. She doesn't dance like, you know, Debbie Allen. But she's, you know, and apparently she's a wonderful person. So I couldn't wish success on anybody more than Paula Abdul. Go, Paula. Well, and Terry Hatcher was a cheerleader for my Niners. 
who oh, are in the playoffs. And, Woo! Her, and her straight up video, mm-hmm. one of the greatest music videos ever, directed by I don't remember David Fincher. See, now we're going back to Fincher. What is up? With when that? did we start with? When, I thought when, we did. When, Didn't we talk about him earlier? No, not David Fincher. Uh, okay. Um, so back to um, the thirty-four uh, traders. Ralph Norman, who is from South Carolina, Republican. Mark, in seeing what's happening so quickly on 1-6, for those of you that don't know, and reading about the Dominion lawsuits attempting to stop any meaningful investigation, we are at a point of no return in saving our republic. Our last hope is invoking M-A-R-S-H-A-L-L law. Please urge the president. I think urge they actually think it's like, like, ch- like a Wyatt Earp or a Marshall Dillon, like a marshal, like a, a law enforcement person, as opposed to like military coming in and locking down the country. And making it military law versus the Constitution, because when you're in the military, the Constitution is thrown out the door. You don't have a right to free speech. You don't have a right to the Second Amendment because habeas they tell cor- you no when. Ha- no habeas corpus. You don't, by the way, you don't have a right to a gun at any moment in time. They tell you when you have a gun, mm-hmm. they take your gun away. So. All y'alls. Um, oh, no 14th Amendment, no 4th Amendment, no 8th Amendment, nothing. You, you have no 5th Amendment rights. You, fourth Amendment, they can search your room as long as you're on base at any moment in time. No, you give up a lot of rights when you... When Join you, the military. When you get three hots and a cot and a gun. Yeah. Um, and by the way, um, if they had spelled it marital instead of... Marshall. I, would, I would have thought it was like a, a typo. Misspe- yeah, exactly. Just spell it marital. No, they went Marshall. Marshall. Like, seriously. Um, Jason Miller. Uh, FYI, so I asked Ali Pardo from our press shop oh, to get in touch with... so creepy. Like what, I, it's like he was grown in a, in, a, in a peach tree dish. Are you thinking Steve Miller or Jason Miller? Steve and well, Miller. Well, they're both gross. You're talking about the milkshake abortion pill guy? Yeah. The smoothie abortion pill yeah, guy? Yeah, that guy. Are you talking Jason Miller? Jason Miller. It's funny when I talked about he's so slimy. He was, he was, he was grown in a Petri dish. You knew immediately I was Stephen talking about Miller. Stephen Miller. Well, he's Santa Monica boy. Uh, he's uh, Jason Miller. Tw- the guy who was saying that the Hispanic cleaning staff at the school should mm-hmm. be for, you know, they shouldn't have to clean anything up themselves because they pay them to do it. Yeah. And that they didn't deserve a raise. Yeah. So Jason Miller texted to Mark Meadows, the chief of staff of Donald's at the time. FYI, so I asked Ali Pardo from our press shop to get in touch with Representative Mo Brooks, his office, uh, since he seems to be the ringleader on the January 6th deal. Oh, Mo, you're going to see some things soon. Uh, Jack, Jack's coming after you. Mo Brooks is one of the people uh, on the dais with Donald Trump. And he also asked for a pardon, I believe. Um, they say they will have as many as 50 members on the board, 1-6, but we won't have a list of names until Sunday or Monday. This may not surprise you, but no you're one saying, from you're, legal. So you're, you're, you're talking about for the uh, criminal referrals that they sent to the Department of Justice? Uh, you're saying they may have 50 people on the list? Uh, d- this is dated December 30th, 2020. Okay. Oh, I thought you were talking about the criminal referrals that one, the 1-6 commission were giving to the Department no, of Justice and Jack White. No, This may not... John su- White. Jack White? Jack, Jack White. Well, I think his name is John, no, but they su- call him Jack. No, it's not White. It's not the same guy from the... Uh, does he have the same name as the guy from the White Stripes? Jack Smith. Yeah, it's Jack Smith. Um, everybody calls him Jack White because... And he's in Europe right now doing all of this, and he had a bicycle accident, so he's like not sure. feeling well, but still doing really good work. Um, this may not surprise you, but no one from legal has made contact with them at all. They request examples of fraud, numbers, names, whatever, supporting evidence that can be provided about the stolen election. We've now supplied that, but our legal squad isn't exactly buttoned up. I bring this up for a simple reason. We're hoping to move real numbers on the six. I think we need to quickly start mobilizing our real deal allies. I'm ready to go. He also, Mo Brooks, I believe. This is Mo Brooks saying this. Uh, no, this is Jason Miller talking about Mo Brooks. Oh, got it. Uh, and then... Meadows goes, thanks, Jason. You're the best. I'll bring it up with POTUS, and I plan to meet with them on Saturday. This is December 30th, 2020. And remember, they all went to... And I'll remember, Donald Trump knew that he had lost. Yes. And Brian Babin, who is a representative from Texas, he sent 21 messages to Mr. Meadows... And he received four responses. He wrote to Mr. Meadows, Mark, when we lose Trump, we lose our republic. (laughs) Fight like hell and find a way. We're down with you here in Texas and refuse to live under a corrupt Marxist dictatorship. Because what? Oh, the president can change the Constitution anytime he wants, apparently. Mm, I've heard that. Yeah, only under Trump. I read it on 8chan. Yeah. They literally said to go to Signal at one point, which is an encrypted... Like WhatsApp. 
Yes, I think we just discussed texting that. Texting thing. So when you say go to signal, little guilty sounding so that they can't get them. And by the way, the text messages that we have um, <clears throat> are not all of them. These are just what Mark Meadows gave to 1-6 and the DOJ, at least 1-6. Imagine what he didn't give. Just think about it. It's, it's um, quite disturbing, to say the least. And Jack Smith is on it. He's working super fast. Um, we like him. Um, and we he, don't know anything about him other than, you know, he looks like a badass. Oh, and he's prosecuted. Um, but then again, Mueller looked like a badass. Well, Mueller did, was a badass. The he problem just didn't was have the time. He was old school. He had to start the investigation from scratch. scratch. He was hamstrung as to what he was allowed to investigate. Exactly. Uh, he was a very, very chain of command guy. So mm-hmm. he didn't. Uh, well, so offer, is Mr. Smith. But much more so because this guy was in a, a silver heart and purple star, purple heart, silver star and purple heart winner from Vietnam injured in combat. Yeah. Um, and of course he cre- he committed the most cardinal sin that one can being do. Being old. Well, being bad on TV. Yeah. But Mr. Smith, by the way, has prosecuted in, at the Hague. He's prosecuted presidents. He's also prosecuted Democrats and Republicans in this country. Sure. Um, and he's lost cases and won cases, which is important. As Glenn Kirshner has said, he's willing to lose. He is going to bring charges. I am sure of it. And uh, my my wish is by the summer, um, the House will go back to the Democrats because so many Republicans will be in jail. We had a bad Senate map this time, although fortunately for us. In 24, it's worse. No, no, We no. had a good tw- Senate no, no, map. No, no, that's what I'm saying. In 2024, we have a bad Senate oh, map. Oh, it's horrible. But fortunately for us, in traditionally reddish states like Arizona and Georgia, three of the four aren't on the ballot. No, it's only one that's going to be Gallegos. And cinema, and we can talk about that. Well, what I wanted to talk about was it, I caught I caught this late. Was the uh, my pronouns are prosecute Fauci? Was that Elon? Yeah, like yesterday. seriously. Like, what's that all about? Have we talked For about what? Elon today? Because my brain isn't working. Yeah, we did a little bit. Um, he prosecute Fauci. Okay, the New York Times literally had a headline going. We don't know what Elon is about. Yeah, we do. Look at his tweets. They're like, oh, we, he's tweeting this, but we don't know what he's about. Yeah, we do. Vote Republican. Fauci, prosecute. I mean, seriously, we know what he's about. I, I, I don't have, know how Tesla doesn't Survives. take a, a medium-sized asteroid impact they will. in the middle of next year. They will have to. I mean, you have to, re- first and foremost, you look at the entire market of people that are Buy. of the mindset and of the financial wherewithal, wherewithal to yeah. be able to, to afford and purchase a Tesla. I would, I would say just based on the fact that it's an electric car, it's going to skew progressive. Especially because it was the first Ford, one that F-150. was somewhat available. Now, think about the number of people that would not stay at a Trump resort or patronize a Trump property just because – even if you gave him a great deal. Is that – if you're going to let me stay at the Trump Hotel in Las Vegas for 20 bucks, I wouldn't do well, it. Well, you can't gamble there either. But my – or play golf at Bedminster for a hundred dollars when it'd usually be 500. Um, is it rational for me to say no? No, but I just wouldn't do it because I don't want to put a dime in that guy's pocket. I'm with you. And is it rational for me not to buy a Tesla to buy maybe a, an electric car that I don't like quite as much as the Tesla? new Ford F1 hit 50 ish. There's an electric but one the coming point is, out. Yeah. I think there's at least 20 to 30% of his potential market of people out there who would have considered buying a Tesla who as of this moment, whether it's rational or not, simply would never Same. do anything to put one penny in his pocket. And I don't know how that doesn't crater his stock in the middle of next year. Well, you- it will. I mean, I told you before, I have a Tesla battery that backs up my solar panels, which I need new solar panels because they're 20 years old. Um, I bought that two and a half years ago. Okay. Were that not the case, and I was in the market to buy a backup battery for my solar panels today, I would not be buying Tesla. So how do you charge that battery? Just plug it in? Solar charges it. Oh, the solar energy charges the battery. Mm -hmm. Because I've always wondered, because I know it takes petroleum to make electricity. So even if you're driving an electric car, at some point, petroleum Coal or oil. Coal or oil was used to create that electricity. I'm wondering what the conversion is. Is, Are you still much better driving electric, or is it not nearly as much as we'd hope? It's better. It's better. It helps everybody. First, breathing. I think we need an expert on this. Breathing-wise, it helps. 
less. I don't think either of us are experts. But no, I mean, my, my, how I have it set up because of how the DWP has it set up, the grid can feed my battery sure. should I decide. I've always been shocked why there has not been a business of people. You know how you're on the grid and you get a DWP pill every month and has all these ridiculous charges on it. You know how people used, you know how there used to be sparklets deliveries? I there do. still are. And mm-hmm. you get a sparklets bottle and you get one or two jugs and you leave the old jugs out and that's something they replace it with. I always always wondered why it didn't become rather than it being a publicly regulated utility, why private companies didn't get into the business of providing electricity to homes. I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to bring you a gigantic battery that's going to be it's going to I'm going to hook directly into your fuse box. This thing. So if there's a power outage, it doesn't matter if there's an electric storm, it doesn't matter. We can store it wherever you want and I'm going to come every mo- month. And I'll charge you for it, but it'll be less than it is coming from a public utility with 17 different kinds of taxes and excise charges and things. And you get your electricity like you get your sparklets from a private company that comes every month and services or replaces your battery. Okay, so for me, when I went to the battery, I went from being grandfathered. I had an old with my, I have had solar since 2001. So I had an old meter. That literally ran backwards mm-hmm. when the solar sure. was going, so it fed back to the grid. It didn't. I didn't get a check from the grid, sure. but it took time off. Okay, got it. Right, but when I got the battery, because the battery can feed to me, I'm now on time based. So between literally one and five o'clock is the most expensive time of day for me to run anything in this house. But that's when the battery kicks in. Okay, got it. So, and the solar, it's like solar and battery kick in the most between one and 5 PM. And then five to eight is less in between 10 and one. And then 8 PM to 10 AM is. I've made a prediction about Tesla. Oh, they're going to die. Do you think that's true? Or do you think that's wishful thinking? Um, I think that unless they get a new, is he still the CEO of Tesla? Didn't he resign? Not that I know of. That would have been news. I thought he's not working. All of his money. Is not coming from SpaceX or PayPal. It's or only anything. Tesla. But Tesla that made him the wealthiest man in the world. I don't know if he's still Tesla stock. I don't know if he's still. He might own. He's the majority shareholder. I think that's it. Um, but uh, yeah, he's screwing his own brand. I agree with you completely on that. Like, I, and this is part of maybe the neurodivergence issue we were talking about mm-hmm. that he just didn't understand the. Like, he doesn't read the room. Like these texts that he thinks are cute or funny or silly. Like, not only you're a grown Prosecute man. Prosecute slash Fauci is not funny. You're a globe. You know, shaking billionaire. Yeah. Every word out of your mouth matters. You yeah. go on a podcast with with uh, Joe, and you're smoking weed. That matters to your shareholders. Like he doesn't seem to yeah, get it. Like I've talked to my kid about before, it. Yeah. Audrey's uh, on the spectrum, and she's you know talked about a lot of his behavior that, that's that's consistent with that sort of thing. And it doesn't seem to. I mean, I, I don't want to seem ableist, but it's just like, dude. Yeah, I said Stop. the same sort of thing on, a, on another. And the problem is, in your, when you're in that realm, you don't have any, whether you're Kanye, you don't have anybody to tell you no. He won the anti-Semitism award this year. For being most anti-Semitic. Uh-huh. I don't know who the nominees or if were. Like even Michael Jackson, like I don't want to defend the cadre of security people that are around him. But if you're a big, tough, 300-pound guy and you've gotten into the world of, of you started as a bouncer at a nightclub or a bar, and you got into the world of private security, and you get to be on Michael Jackson's team, his security team. That's a big deal. Yeah. Think about how you live. It's Think a lot about of money. where you live. Think about the private planes you travel on, and the clothes you get to wear, and the restaurants you get to eat at, and the five star hotels you stay at. I mean, and you're probably making fifteen hundred, two thousand dollars a week plus per diem. Oh, more of that. No, no, yeah. plus, plus per diem. Yeah. Plus everything is paid for in your life, so you get to you get to. It's just money. You, you bank those checks. Yeah. And you and not to, to mention that the fun of being in that crowd with people screaming and you're the ones holding people back. It's like there's got to be an ego and a thing there. Of course. And all of a sudden, roadies get the most. But tail. the most important thing to people like that, whether you're. Um, Jeff Bezos, whether you're, you know, Larry Ellison, your buddy you're Jeff, who you went to school with, yes, yeah. um, whether you're any of these guys, it's discretion. Yeah, keep your mouth shut. Yeah. So not only if you were one of his people that were seeing him going in, and there was a two door bell system where if you open one door, the bell would ring in his room, which would give him time to do whatever, stop whatever he needed to do to do. And I get Michael Jackson later and hit the weird social. Arrested development that happened to him as a kid because his dad gave him all those hormones to keep his voice from changing and, and all sorts of other stuff that prolonged uh, that the pre- high pre- voice. preempted puberty, which is why he was a hairless, 
you know, 50-year-old man with a no musculature and this high voice. He, so he's a prepubescent 50-year-old, and I think that so much stuff screwed him up. I don't want to say he was a victim, but he was a victim. But, you know, I don't want to take away from whatever happened to these kids. But if you're a security guard, just like I'm, this is the Elon Musk point, you're not saying anything about what's happening in Michael Jackson. Because not only are you losing that job, word gets out in an industry, and you don't. there's no place else you're going. You're not going to work at Apple, you know. You're going to you you you. This well, is your, so you've signed an NDA. You signed an NDA. This is your thing, and you're not. You can't keep your fucking mouth shut, mm-hmm. and you're not going to get a job anywhere. So I'm going to take this job where I'm making 100, 150 thousand a year plus per diem, plus this globe trotting lifestyle where everything's paid for, and you know, I'm going to say something and lose it all. You know, ethically, morally, should have should they? Yeah, but I mean, you put yourself exactly in their shoes. You know, you turn a blind eye, you you do some willing suspension of disbelief or some cognitive dissonance. Well, you know, you you believe the hype of the story. Nobody in Elon Musk's world is going to tell him, dude, you're making bull yourself. Well, they get fired. Immediately. Yeah. Look at the Twitter. Like, even the people the, at Twitter are fired. Apparently, these were incredibly yesterday. Um, brilliant and, and accomplished people. But yesterday, a bunch of the people that were supposed to keep us safe on the Twitter. whatever team that got fired team. yesterday yeah it's like dude that's no it's a cesspool i mean he's made twitter telegram and everybody before this firing especially was like don't leave twitter because we need to you know have a voice do it's we like, or why don't we just let it descend into nothingness and then and then irrelevance. it'll just be it'll just be an echo chamber yes it'll be like telegram it'll be like getter it'll be like troth central it'll be all of those things where is mastodon jack uh, no, Jack's doing a new thing. Um, there's, there's post counter social. I'm on that. And then there's Mastodon and I don't think that's going to last. Apparently people don't like it. It's very difficult to work Which on. Which one? Mastodon? Mastodon. Counter social is interesting because it connects, to, you have to f- pick something <clears throat> to make it be a thing, which is weird. Post apparently is more like the Twitters, but I don't know. I haven't gone to there yet. Sure. So... I think Twitter's going to die like Friendster and MySpace. I think it's going to get replaced. It's going to get replaced by one of the things I just mentioned and good because he spent $44 billion on a company barely worth 20. Barely. That that was losing 4 million a day. Yeah. And he's losing more now. Like Zuckerberg finally found a way to monetize it. Advertising. And they are doing that, but I'm muting. Well, it's when it changed it when it moved to the mobile app, is when they really. Was it were able to? They didn't have to go to a pay model, and they thought mm-hmm. about it. But it's like, no, we can't do the ninety nine cent a month pay model. Oh, and by the way, oh, he's uh, Elon has said, I'm taking away the verified checks. Doesn't matter because we never had one. Uh, cool, I'm still the cool kid. But they're gonna, he's gonna take the verified checks that were verified years ago, mm-hmm. and it was stupid how you had to do it. By the way. I don't know anything about that process. Oh, I tried it. it Does it like, do you show up at higher in feeds? If you add somebody who is also verified, do they get your notification first? Because it's like a DM from another quote unquote it's famous person. It's not about person. that. It's basically going, I am who I say I am. Was what no, no, I get that. You're verified about. as this person, but it but doesn't you also give you just any get... kind of digital perk. I don't know about that. Um, it just means that you are who you say you are as far as I'm concerned. But he's basically now, so the eight dollars is going to be $8 unless you're on an iPhone on the Twitter app. It's going to be $11. Okay. So, hi, iPhone people. Now you're charged more than the rest of us. Should we bother paying for it? So I think that's hilarious that Apple's going to charge you $3 more. I love that about Apple. And there was like a gray check thing that he was doing for three days and he stopped doing it. It's like, bro, this isn't, you know, this isn't a lemonade stand. He's just dumb. I'm not sure that's the right word for him. He's dumb. Not just. He's dumb. He's he's shooting himself in the foot. Well, that he's doing. He's just doing it with a thousand shots from a BB gun, it seems. Yeah. It's just like, dude, stop. Is he married? Well, he, he he's become an undignified figure. Exactly. Whether you like Steve Jobs or Bill Gates or Warren Totally Buffett, dignified they folks. Have, they have a dignified way that they handle themselves. Well, Bill, Bill Gates, as much as I... Had to He's, work for his company. Is. Even the people that I don't like. Yeah. They're serious people. Yeah. Malaria. He's helping to just quash malaria. That's a good thing. You know, all the people that hate Bill Gates, but he's not hes not a silly person. He's no. not an unserious person. Elon Musk is showing himself to be a not serious. I can't say he's dumb. He's a brilliant guy. He's just a not serious person. Yeah. 
and he's and being dumb about this. I don't know how this. much of my time or energy or money I'm going to expend into something that's being run by a not serious person. And he's dumb about it. He's being dumb in this instance. Sure. Like, seriously. I, well, I think his, his narcissism is overwhelming his intellect is the problem. Yeah. I mean, Jack never tweeted like he does. Jack never Barely. tweeted, did he? No, he's kicking it. Yeah, he was Managing working. Managing that fantastic beard of his. He was working. Yeah. All right, so Patreon kids, if you have not seen Thank you the season finale of White Lotus, do not play this part until you have. And three, spoil- and two. Wait, hold on. I'm going to spoil right now, Oh, you can't do it yet. Darn it. I didn't finish the word. All right. Um, if you need help, get it. I need it. Obviously. Um, there is no shame in it. And um, we will talk at you with Sean next week. And then we're taking the 27th off. But I'll talk about that next week.